Well, happy Mother's Day and good morning. Welcome to Grace. I'm Pastor Ryan. Today, as we celebrate the blessings that God has given us in our moms, we'll briefly walk through one of the most infamous passages of Scripture on the character of a godly woman in Proverbs 31. We will see how Pastor Dave's message of encouragement is one that is knit into the fabric of every mother and how it's rooted in a godly fear of the Lord. Thanks for listening. Well, this past uh, Saturday, yesterday, my son had his Taekwondo, that's a kind of martial arts, he had his exam at the YMCA. And uh, really the test to decide if you get to advance after going through all the different motions is if you can break a piece of pine board with your hand or your foot or your head or something. And uh, they had all the kids there and the, the instructor would come out and he'd hold the board. And there was this one sweet little girl who just try as she might, could not break that board. She would hit it and she would smack it and she would hit it again and she just couldn't get the board to break. And you could tell as all the parents were there watching, everybody's really rooting for this little one uh, to be able to uh, you know, achieve uh, what she's trying to accomplish. But there was one that came to her side. There was one who looked to have more care than anybody else. Who do you think that was? That was her mom. That was her mom. Because that's what moms do, isn't it? Moms are there to always encourage. Moms are there always to lift up the one that is struggling. To have an eye for the one who's just having a hard time. That's in the eye of a mother. And we thank God that he has given that to our moms. And it was very sweet to see that after a little bit of encouragement, sure enough, that little girl cracked that board in half and everybody applauded. And it was, it was wonderful. And what a great example to see how uh, the heart of a mother looks to encourage and to enable those who are hurting. Uh, that's what I entitled this message. And we're, we're kind of in a series where we're taking a look back to some of the core themes that our previous pastor, Pastor Dave, had passed on to me in a conversation that I had with him. Um, I want to share with you another audio clip from that conversation as I had the opportunity to talk with Dave as he's preparing uh, to meet his Lord and with his wife, Marie. And I'd like you to just listen again as Dave is going to share with us a nugget of truth and that which he wants the church to hear. Grandpa was almost 100. Wow. My grandpa, yeah. I thought he was going to make it there. But yeah. yeah, he was 98. He was 98. He told everybody he was 100. Though. No, he told everybody. Yeah, he told everybody. And the peace that you have, there is nothing that you feel that I didn't. No. I didn't accomplish this. Or I didn't. I, I wish I, I would have. back on that. Yeah. On my marriage, on my ministries, on uh, just life in general. I just go... What a joy. What a joy it's been. What a ride, you know. So what uh, What are some of the, if you can remember, what were some of the big things that you would want the church to know that you've learned over the years? I think that... Um, That's a good question. That grace is pervaded. It's always there. And you've got to give people the benefit of that grace. People do what they do based on what they have to work with. Mm-hmm. And as a pastor, as a Christian, as a brother, so whatever, whatever position of ministry you're in, we need to enable and encourage those that we see who need that extra. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not those who are well who need the, you that's know. That's true. Yeah. It's the ones who are struggling to. So I think that's a big thing. Okay. It's that whole thing about 
enablement, which is part and part of pastor. You know that. Yep. That's part of ministry. I don't care yeah. who you are. Look for people who are, who are struggling to say, hey, how can I help this person? How can I encourage this person? There's so much potential there, you know? Yeah. Did you hear Dave? I asked him, what, what is it that you want the church to know? And he said that we need to extend grace. That we need to look to lift up those that are hurting. To enable and to encourage. Now, he was speaking to me a little bit as the one that would take over for him as a pastor. And so he, you might have heard him say, this is a role within ministry. But then did you also hear him say, I don't care who you are. I don't care what role you have in church. This applies to all of us. I believe that this is a message that's very apropos to recognizing what God has given us in the heart of a mother. We're going to spend a little bit of time, not a lot, but we're going to spend a little bit of time in the book of Proverbs. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 31. I invite you to turn there with me. Uh, the very end of the book, even as we had heard the beginning of it, uh, that the, the beginning of knowledge begins with the fear of the Lord. And that's how the book begins. And now here at the very end, we have uh, the writer listing out for us these characteristics, these traits that are found within a godly woman and what that looks like. And it is my goal today to be able to share this with you, and especially to moms, as a point of encouragement. Not that you have to meet these same standards, but that you might recognize that God will work through your life as you do, as the writer of Proverbs says, as you fear Him. Proverbs chapter 31, we're going to start in verse 10 and just read on down through the, the chapter. Verse 10, a wife of noble character who can find... She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark and she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously, and her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear of her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed, and she is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and, and she can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, her children arise and call her blessed, and her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things. You surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward that she has earned, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Fantastic portion of scripture where we recognize the work of God in the heart of, a, in this portion of godly woman, though these attributes can extend to both men and women. You find highlighted in here 
those things that really show the way in which God will work through your life as you come to fear him and honor him. I'd like to just break down for you just a couple of categories because I want to do my best to kind of see what the author is saying in here. And so of all these verses that we looked at, the first one I'd like you to see is her work. Uh, That shows up in verses 13, 15, 17, 19, and 24. If you recognize your sermon notes in the bulletin insert, I have a place in there where you could take this home and give it some more thought and study. But just look at verse 15. Look what it says. She gets up while it's still what? How many moms can remember those early mornings? Right? You remember what it was like when dad was like, it's your turn. Well, well, uh, this godly woman, she gets up when it's still dark. It shows her selfless sacrifice. She'll sacrifice her own comfort to serve her family. Next line says she provides food for her family. She recognizes the responsibility to take care of her kids, to take care of her husband, and to be the one that enjoys that responsibility. And the last line even says that she sets aside portions for her female servants. This is astounding because what are the servants supposed to do? supposed to serve her but what do we see her doing this is do do you catch it that's fantastic it's amazing to think that here this godly woman doesn't even say well that's what we're paying her for that's what we're paying that's why we hired no you know what she does she even seeks to serve those who would be hired to serve her what an amazing picture of what it looks like of her work and you can go on and look at the rest of those verses the next category i want you to see gives reflection to her character and this is found in verses 20 and 26 In 27, I simply want to highlight verse 20 for you. It says that she opens her arms to the poor. She extends her hands to the needy. This goes far beyond just helping those who are hurting. This goes far beyond it because you know what moms do when they do that? Is they serve as an example to the rest of the family. Little kids, they're watching as mom is serving those who have less. And they're learning. Always remember for those of us that have young kids, they're always learning. So we got to be uh, on our P's and Q's. But moms show what it looks like to act like God and to do what God would do by helping those who are less fortunate. All right, after we've looked at her work and her character, the next section takes, uh, takes a look at her confidence. This is in verse 16, verse 21, and verse 25. Just look with me at verse 25. It says that she is clothed with strength and dignity. I I wanted to look up those words uh, in the original, and they have to do with this idea of unmovable confidence, this idea of strength. Uh, The way we would use the phrase in our world today would be, um, uh, no worries, right? No worries. Mom's here. Or, I got this. Right? There's this confidence with the strength that comes from it. Imagine now, because this happens all the time in my house, when the, when, when the boy scrapes his knee, what's the first word out of his mouth? Mom, right? It's mom. And mom is confident to know that she has been prepared to take care of whatever she faces, but it's the rest of verse 25 that I really love. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she can, what's your Bible say? She can laugh at the days to come. Now, who at this point is a little jealous of this lady? Anybody here a little jealous of her? Yeah, because uh, I know when we face and think of tomorrow, sometimes there's a little anxiety involved with facing tomorrow, right? But uh, this one whom God has blessed, this one who fears the Lord, she looks at tomorrow and she knows, oh, it's going to be no problem. 
And I really believe that what this shows us is that it goes far beyond your own competency, your own ability. I have to remind myself of this, and maybe you moms have to do it as well, that you know what? When I face a day that looks like I can't handle it, I have to say, God, I need you to take it. I need you to show up. I have to depend on you. She has confidence because she fears the Lord. She has an assurance of God's provision because of God's promise. After we look at her confidence, our next section looks at her care. At this woman who fears the Lord, she cares. This is in verses 14 and 18 and 22. But just look with me at verse 22. She makes coverings for her bed. And she is clothed in fine linen and purple. In that culture at that time, fine linen would be the highest quality of what you could have. And purple was the color of royalty. It was the best color that you could have and decorate with. But she makes coverings for her bed. Now, I don't know if any of the guys here are like I am, but when I get up in the morning and roll out of bed, I just know I'm going to get right back in it. So why go through all the work of making the bed? <laughs> Ain't nobody going to see my bedroom. So, so what's the fuss? But uh, my wife makes sure that everything's tucked up and pulled up where it goes and that we got these oversized pillows that nobody ever uses that all get decorated on there. Why? Because that's what this woman who carries on the nature of God, because God cares for us, uh, this woman too, she cares. And that care is seen in her attention to details, attention to these little things, even the kinds of things that nobody will ever see, like your bedroom and your bed, that she makes coverings for her bed. And and she doesn't uh, pull out the cheap cloth. Instead, she works towards the highest value, fine linen and purple It shows you the character of her care. The last section I want you to see is perhaps the most important telling of all. It speaks of her family. It shows up in verses 10 through 12, verse 23, and at the end in verse 28 and 27. But I simply like to draw your attention to verse 28. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. This word arise is a verb That's given not by accident. It's intentional. It's intentional. There's one common thread that all of us have here today. And Mother's Day isn't about really those of you who are mothers. Do you know what it's about? Mother's Day is truly about praising God for giving us mothers. And everyone in here has a mom. Everyone in here has a mom. We need to make sure that we're not the kind of people that take our moms for granted. But there is an intentionality to recognize what our mothers do for us. That's what this word arise means. It means recognition to our mom for what she has done. Those early mornings. When when the little kid's looking for food and the stomach's growling and mom's right there. That confidence and that assurance both to be able to take care of the scraped knee and to look at the future and say, God's got this. This is not going to be a problem. I can laugh. The kind of care... That goes into making a simple house, because guys tend to be good at that, right? We'll build you a house, but moms make it into a home. And they show a loving attention to detail to beautify it. And then finally, a recognition that they've taken care of their families. I also really love verse 23. Her husband is respected in the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. You might look at that and say, why are we talking about the guy now? I thought we were talking about the, the wife all of a sudden. But we're still talking about the wife. Because behind every successful man is a woman and a wife, whether a mom who has raised this man 
Or a wife who spends her time on her knees praying for the success of her husband. That's what that verse is doing in there. It's showing you that even the respect that's given to the husbands or to the fathers is one that comes by virtue of mothers. So what do we do with this? I'd like to just draw you into the, the, the single key that answers all of this. The, the key to this passage, the key to a wife of noble character, one that's of more worth than rubies and gemstones. Are you ready for it? Here it is. It's the fear of the Lord. This is a pretty long list, right? There, there, there's a lot of things in here. Any moms check all the boxes of this list? Anybody here? Because I'd be really impressed. I'd be shocked even to find out that you could match what this virtuous woman can do. And that can be a little daunting. That can be a little scary to think, well, goodness sakes, why did I come to church today? I can't do any of these. I can't match up to all this. But you know there's a single answer that will lead you to it. A single answer. One thing. Fear the Lord. I want to break that down into just two simple ideas so we know what it looks like. It's simply this. God consciousness and God dependence. God consciousness and God dependence. That we're conscious of God. What that means is that we live every day of our life. We live every moment of our life. Understanding that we live under the watchful gaze of an almighty, all-powerful, and all-loving God. It's very easy for us. And I can speak to men and women at this point. Husbands and wives. Mothers and fathers. Be careful not to go through your day without giving attention to God who works through you. And it's very easy for us to forget about that and just kind of go through the motions, not recognizing this. But to have a fear of the Lord means that you spend every day of your life recognizing that you'll give an account someday and that He has placed you here on earth for a purpose, that you would have a God awareness, a God consciousness. And the second half of fear of the Lord is having a dependence on God. It's not simply recognizing that God is going to be the one who holds you accountable, but that you and I need His strength. Any moms here need God today? He walks with me and He talks with me. We sang it a couple of times. Because my hope is that you would recognize that's where I find my dependence on Him. I can't even start my day to face what I've got in front of me. I mean, you should see the list of things that moms have to do in this modern world. It's, I wouldn't want to be a mom. I, I don't know if I could hack it. And for you moms who have to face this, fear of the Lord means that you depend on Him. That you begin every day by submitting yourself to say, I need your strength. I need your power. I need you to guide me. That's what it means to fear the Lord. So what do we do with this? Here's my challenge to you. I want to see if you could try to answer this question. Here it is. What would I need to be considered successful? As a mom, see if you can come up with an idea. Like, What would it look like in my life? You've got a whole list of things that are listed here. And maybe some of those are missing from your life. How would you answer that question? What do I need to be successful? And then I want to challenge whatever answer you would put down with what I'm calling is the correct answer. Are you ready? Here it is. It's very simple. It's obedience. That's it. If you want to be successful in this life as a follower of Jesus Christ, you can't measure yourself uh, by the mom across the street. You can't measure yourself according to your mom or whatever People Magazine is going to say on the supermarket shelves. You can't look that way. But what you can do is ask the question, have I been obedient to God? Am I the kind of mother, am I the kind of person who fears God with my life and lives according to His will? Because this one single answer 
will provide for you a successful life. And what that means is that you can't gauge it by the world's standards. Some of us in here today have children that don't follow God the way we wish they would follow God. But you know what? God's not done with them. And God will use the seeds that you have planted in their lives as mothers and as fathers to return back one day when that moment is right when God will capture their hearts. So you can't gauge your success based upon the results of this life. You can only gauge success in this life based upon how you obey his word, how you fear God and live according to it. I have one other application that comes directly from this passage. But before I get to it, I have to show you a quick video. It's a video, so if the choir wanted to come down to see it. So uh, a quick video for Mothers on Mother's Day and then the final point of application for our message. I want you to see at the end of the book of Proverbs what it says. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Is to be what? Is to be praised. Verse 31, give her the reward that she has earned. That last post-it note really touches me, right? It says, what does it say? We see? We see you? I ask if my uh, choir members can help me with something here. If you would go around and just hand those out to everyone, make sure everybody gets one. Maybe God has, in his timing, taken your mother home to be with the Lord. But maybe there's somebody else in your life who can serve in that fashion. Somebody who needs to be seen. Somebody who needs to be recognized. This is what the text says. It says, praise her. It says, give her her reward. That, that video, it said that she is seen. And there's far too many times in our lives where the mothers who take care of us are no longer seen. So find somebody. If your mom has passed away, look and ask the Lord in your heart to show you that one, maybe another lady, maybe another mother. It can be older or younger, who serves in a way that goes unnoticed. That You would be able to encourage this one. My challenge to you is this. If possible, see if you can write down 31 things. You got 31 post-it notes there. That's a bit of a challenge, but there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. If it's not your mom, then somebody who raised you even as a mother would. And let's find a way to apply God's word into our lives. Both to be those types of mothers, fathers, men and women who fear the Lord. That have a God consciousness of him every day and that daily depend on him. And then secondly, let us give recognition to those who God has given to us. Will you pray with me this morning?